Hi, this is Mark. Thank you for joining me on Words of Truth today. I'm so glad that you've uh, tuned in. And let's take a look at see what God's Word has to say today about why God allows trials. You know, everyone goes through trials in their lives. It might be a small trial, like a sliver under the fingernail, or <laughs> that's actually can be very painful. <laughs> or it might be a big trial, like getting cancer. And everything you can think of in between, right? But everyone has trials. And if you haven't had a trial yet, well, don't worry. Your trial is coming. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. I want you to notice that he did not say that it's a possibility that you'll have tribulation, which is just another word for trial. But he said that in this world, you will have tribulation. It's a definite thing that everyone can count on will happen at some time, in some place, to some degree. Now, the question is, why does God allow trials? I mean, if he wanted to, God could just protect us from anything and everything that might bring any kind of discomfort into our lives. I mean, he could hold back the storms and he could keep us from getting sick, and he could provide anything and everything for our comfort without us ever feeling that we have a need. But you know, God doesn't choose to do that. And as followers of Christ, it's important for us to understand why he allows trials into our lives. To find the answer, we go to the book of James, chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. James writes, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Now, I'm not going to take the time today to exposit these verses, but let me just hit the high points to help us understand why God allows trials, and then maybe you can go back and study these verses on your own sometime. First of all, God allows trials to test our faith. Occasionally, you know, I've watched a TV program, How It's Made. Have you ever seen that one? Raise your hand if you have. I see that end. <laughs> it's pretty fascinating to see how products we use every day are actually manufactured. I remember in one episode, they were making helmets for football players. And when they got the helmet made, they'd take a helmet and they'd put it under this huge hydraulic hammer and they let the hammer fall and hit the helmet several times. Ouch. Well, they were trying to determine just how much pressure it would take for the helmet to break and how much protection it would give to the head of someone wearing it. In other words, uh, they were testing the resilience of the helmet. In a way, that's why God allows trials to come into our lives. James says in verse 3, you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Just like that helmet, you see, trials help us to take inventory of our resilience, of our faith, and see how strong or how weak it really is. Secondly, trials humble us. Now, as we grow spiritually, sometimes we can become proud, puffed up, because of what we know. Well, that's what could have happened to the Apostle Paul. God had shown Paul some pretty amazing things. 
Even one time, Paul testified that he was allowed to see into heaven itself. He may have even been transported there somehow. I mean, he could have gone on a book tour to talk about his experience. He could have been a sought-out speaker to tell people what he saw in heaven, but he wrote in 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians rather, chapter 12 and verse 7, So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to harass me, to keep me from becoming, here it is, conceited. Now we're not sure what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. I think if we knew, we'd all want a thorn just like what he had. (laughs) Or we would pretend like we had a thorn like he had. Or we would compare ourselves to to his thorn. But it was something that Paul prayed that God would remove, and so it was something that he didn't want in his life. But God said no. Why? So that Paul would remain humble. Thirdly, God allows trials in order to wean us from our dependence on the things of this world. You see, in in our world, it's so easy and even encouraged that we trust in our own abilities and talents and skills and in what this world can provide for us. But you know, God allows trials in the life of the Christian to remind us that we need to depend upon God alone for our strength and satisfaction in life. And that's why Jesus challenged the disciples in John chapter 6, verses 5 and 6, lifting up his eyes, then And seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. You see, Jesus allowed the disciples to feel the pressure of having to provide food for this massive crowd. Why? In order to teach them not to depend upon their own resources. Number four. God allows trials to get us to look to our eternal hope in Christ. You see, the more we experience trials and the longer they become, they cause us to long for heaven. Paul gave the testimony in Philippians chapter 1, verses 23 and 24. I am hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far greater But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. He was going through severe trials. He was writing this letter from prison. It was hard on him. You know, I think he was saying, you know, I'd just like to get out of all of this. I'd rather that they just kill me and let me go to heaven. And yet he said, "Ah, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary for your account. And so he was thinking about those he was ministering to more than he was thinking about himself. And yet his trials caused him to long for heaven. And that's what trials are designed to do. They give us the sense that there's something better beyond this world, and they can cause us to look forward to being with the Lord someday. Fifth, Trials are designed to to show us what we really love. Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, verse 27, that we're to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all of your mind. 
Maybe you remember the story of Genesis chapter 22 of when Abraham was asked to sacrifice his only son, the son whom he loved, Isaac. Now, human sacrifice was foreign to the worship of God. But Abraham was willing to do what God asked him to do. And and when he did, God provided a ram for a sacrifice. Because, you see, God was simply testing Abraham to see what his first love was. In Luke chapter 14, verses 26 and 27, Jesus is using hyperbole to make the point when he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. You see, when trials come into our lives, we can either turn bitter or we can become better. Now, some people see trials as an inconvenience or even things that come from a hateful God. And so they turn their back on God, blaming him for what has happened. And that just shows what their true love is. Number six, trials teach us to value God's blessings. Well, the fact is nobody likes trials. They're hard. They're hard to go through. Sometimes they result in loss. Sometime I encourage you to take your Bible and read Hebrews chapter 11 about the saints of old and the trials they went through. Uh, Some of them lost loved ones. They were tortured and beaten and cast out to wander in deserts and live in caves and wear animal skins instead of nice clothing. And in it all, they could see the blessings of God. Verse 40 says, Since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us they should not be made perfect. You see, our losses help us to see the blessings that God provides and that our greatest blessings are spiritual ones. Seventh, trials develop strength to endure so that we can be of greater use to God. You see, faith is like a muscle. If you never use your muscle, They become weak and can even atrophy over time. I always say, you don't use it, you lose it. See, if you want to build muscle, you have to put some tension on them. The tension actually tears the muscle, and when it heals, it becomes stronger. In the same way, trials strengthen our faith so that it's strong when we need it the most. Listen to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 33 and 34. Who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to fight. You see, it was because of the trials they went through They could be strong in battle and do great things. And finally, trials give us a greater ability to help other people in their trials. Sometimes, you know, the trials that we experience are not for us. They're for others. God allows trials to happen to us so that we can help others through their trials and times of hardship. In Luke chapter 22, verses 31 and 32, Jesus told Peter, Simon, Simon, behold, 
Satan demanded to have you, that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. You see, it was because of what Peter went through that he could, that he could encourage other believers. Uh, notice that Jesus did not say, I'm going to pray that Satan will not have you. He just says, but I prayed that your faith may not fail. So Jesus allowed Peter to go through that suffering so that when he turned again, so that when he got through the trial, he could strengthen others. And even Jesus himself suffered so that he could intercede on our behalf. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 18 says, Simon, Simon, Oh, sorry. That was the one that I just read. No, Jesus said um, in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 18, For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Wow, that's an awesome scripture. You see, trials that you're going through are not in vain. It's not just some kind of punishment from God. There's a purpose behind all of it. And that's why James could say, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Thanks for listening today. I hope you'll join me again next week.